0: One, two, is this on? I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> I knew it, I love when he does that.
1: Wrestling has more than one
0: royal family.
2: Oh,
3: I was dating this girl recently. This girl's like really like into like women's issues. She got me this book on women's lib one time, right? So I'm reading this thing. I think women's lib was a great thing. Like back in the 70s, I thought it was cool, you know? Over the last couple of years, though, I think that whole woman's movement, it's really starting to morph into kind of like this reverse pimping kind of thing, you know? Because every time you see them on TV, they always say, all we want is to be treated exactly like guys, right? But if you listen to them, they don't. They only want the good stuff of being a guy. They look at a guy's life like it's like a buffet. (laughs) Like, you just can start picking out stuff, like, same amount an hour, we'll take some of that. Pay for the movie, that's okay, you can keep that one, I like that one. This is nice, that's yucky, that's icky. I mean, come on, people, you can't choose. This girl gave me a rough time one time, she goes, well, why does a guy make more an hour to do the exact same job? I go, I'll tell you why. Because in the unlikely event that we're both on a Titanic and it starts to sink... For some screwed-up reason, you get to leave with the kids, and I have to stay. No, that's why I get the dollar more an hour. You know, if there's a house fire, it's always women and children first. I got to stand there with, like, the back of my shirt on fire going, let's go, people, let's go, let's go! So that's how I look at it. No, it's a dollar an hour surcharge. Seriously, that if something screwed up happens Either I can't leave Or I gotta like get in the way of it To give you a head start Like, rabbit dog, run honey One Mississippi, two Mississippi (laughs) You hear a bump in the night I gotta go check it out Like, yes, he does have a knife No, I don't. I don't think a woman should make a doll less than an hour to do the exact same job, okay? I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is if you're going to make what I make when the boat sinks, you better be standing right there next to me, listening to that guy play the cello. Then you get the corner office. I don't got a problem. You get all the benefits. That's why I didn't like that movie, The Titanic. You know? You know what I hate about that movie? Every girl I like meet thinks that movie's romantic. Like, my God, that was so romantic, don't you think? No! No, I don't. It was a horror film always like, why? Why? Because all the guys die. See, you're sitting there watching it going, who would I be in that scenario? You'd be that chick floating away in the big piece of luggage. I'm watching it going, who would I be? I'd be that dude when like the boat breaks in half, that dude who like falls straight down, bangs off the stuff and goes into the water. That's who I'd be. I'd be wearing a tuxedo, not because I wanted to, but you wanted to dress up that night, right? And I'd just be falling the whole way down. I should have humped that chicken for his class! <laughs> All right, I'm out of time. You guys have a lot of fun. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Numerous shot with the popo. for <coughs> the Like Coco, fuck red coke by bolo. Fuck that on the run by gun when I close. That do some back mm-hmm. a bullshit, with the blue clip. Mm-hmm. My better mm-hmm. the what I can make a nigga do a full flip? See the nigga like a shock when the full hit. Hey, man, how you? No niggas wanna buy you. See me, I wanna cut for free. Look I can only take a vibe, make a feeling inside your belly. Give it tight, get the KY chubby all night. Get the bottom and top, the top and side the you say JT in two months for me. I am a little bit of loneliness, little bit of disregard. Handful of complaints, but I can't help the fact that everyone can see these stars. I am what I want you to want, what I want you to feel. And it's like no matter what I do, I can't convince you to just believe this is real. So, I let go, watching you Turn your back what you always do Face away and pretend that I'm not I'll be here cause you're all that I got Same place, with around the finish Till I do it, rap set. Making you I See, I on my last set. Right by like a to the tank, Never jam, no, never get high, never run out of all You know your favorite, I know what made you sick. Now you rock roll, but you never. Carry hoe. I want to marry a hoe. Now she's mad at me cause her majesty just happened to be a pimp. What a tragedy. She want us to name cause I fucked the friends. She gave me one, one more chance and I put the again. I seen the tears that she busted in. I saw she's in the dress. Shut the dope. Beat. I am a little bit insecure. Little unconfident. Cause you don't understand to do what I can. But sometimes it don't make sense. But you never want to say. But I've never had a job. Psych like don't got matter what to do. I can't convince you for what's just to hear me out. You always Always do Face away and pretend that I'm not I'll be here cause you bother that
4: We're live, pal! (laughs) What could go wrong? We're live, pal! Welcome, everybody, to episode 361 of the Hoots Podcast on this Thursday, May 18, 2023. Hope you morose MFers are having a good day so far, or a good week, uh, more pertinent to say. Uh, It's your truly the nefarious brother, Adam, a.k.a. Joshi Lopez. You can follow me on Twitter if you like, at the Hoots Podcast. I'm also joined... This week by the good brother, the master of all hot takes, the one and only Sam Pioppo. What's up, my man?
1: Oh man, same old fun stuff going on around here. Still out with this finger nonsense. So uh, glad to be joining. It gives me something to do on a lovely uh, Thursday afternoon before I got to go out and do more friggin' yard work, man.
4: Uh, eight yard work, the worst. Uh,
1: I'm telling you, man, it's brutal, but uh, it gotta be done. You know. I don't want I don't want any of my neighbors complaining. And I I honestly don't want my yard looking like crap. So got to do it.
4: Hey man, I don't I don't, I don't blame you there. Um, we got a fun show in store for you guys today. Um, hope you guys, like I said, are in good spirits. Um, we're going to be discussing a lot of different things. And you know, it's kind of interesting when you have like say a week before pay per view. Sometimes as a content creator, I know this from the six plus years of doing this show. I kind of realized that sometimes we even for me, you know, so much goes on in professional wrestling. Like, even when you least expect it, even when you think things are going stagnant. Like, for example, okay, I know Night of Champions is a week from this Saturday, right? But, even for me, even doing this, like, I wasn't really sure what the theme of our episode was going to be today. It was probably, like, you know, just shoot the shit, talk about random stuff or whatever. And then, lo and behold... My favorite wrestler at a, a pop-off on Instagram stories and gives up another, uh, give us another uh, story to talk about here. The charm and curse of professional wrestling. <laughs> you don't know what could happen, when it happens, and usually what could go wrong will go wrong. <laughs> you
1: know what? That's the beautiful thing about CM Punk. Whenever you think everything's kind of dying down, boom, CM Punk you another beautiful, juicy Conversation to talk about.
4: Uh, It's unbelievable, man. It really is. (laughs) It's a sight to behold. Uh, For those who are watching us on YouTube, please do us a favor and like this video and subscribe to our channel as we're on the road to 1,000 subscribers. Also, for people who check out the audio version of the podcast, I do recommend you guys checking it out. I have some funny clips that I add that you're going to hear in between the segments this week. So make sure to check it out on Spotify. We're 80 specific uh, uh, new Spotify listeners away from reaching uh, ambassador ads on Anchor. So if you guys could help us out more on Spotify, it would really mean a lot to us and we help expand and reach the show. Uh, but like we said, thank you for hanging out with us. Um, even if this is your first time listening or watching the Hoots podcast, we just want you to feel like we're sitting next to you. Uh, shooting this shit about professional wrestling. Me and Sam do not think that we're above you. Um, we're just here to have some fun, talk some shit, throw some laughs, and uh, you get, get you guys ready for a weekend. You know, just trying to make you guys day better. Uh, but we have a lot to discuss, and we have a big batch of questions to answer. One of our staple segments here on the podcast at hoots is the Backports Q and A session. <laughs> That's right. It's your time to ask. You're Struly or Brother Sam here. Uh, what's on your mind? Nothing's off limits. We can talk about anything in the world of life, wrestling, whatever floats your boat. And as we usually do, let's throw up the X, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. <laughs> throw up the X really quick for the good brother Chris Zaletta at Twitter, at XteamsZaletta24x on Twitter, uh, one of our frequent contributors. No oh, for the podcast <laughs> He says here, "What up, Usus? Here's some questions for you and the good brother Sam this week. How do you guys feel about the nil for college athletes? That's interesting because I don't even remember and ask that here. Um, I'll 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 be brief about this because I'm not really as in tune with college sports like you are and everybody else does. Like my deal is, is that." I don't think there's one way or another that's going to make people happy. Whether it's a discussion about boosters or this NIL deal. I don't think there's really anything in college sports that's really going to make people happy. Either the athletes are making too much or they're not making enough. Or the college organizations, the, the schools are screwing over the athletes. It's a lose-lose situation in my opinion. I mean, hey, i I'm not going to begrudge a young kid. Because God knows how much these stupid schools charge people to attend schools for stuff that they basically did in elementary school and high school. I, for example, for myself, I um, originally, I was supposed to go to Berklee College of Music in Boston. I got accepted. It's one of the, the big music schools in, uh, in the U.S. I was going to go there. I couldn't afford it at the time. Shit was hitting the fan at home. And it just didn't work out, right? So... I was originally going to stay here and go to Columbia College instead, right? I go for one semester, and these guys are like, hey, you're not going to be allowed to take any music classes, which is the degree I was going for, and they wanted me to pay $60,000 a semester before I got into my own music classes. So think about it. I'm not going to begrudge a young athlete if they're going to get paid with the bullshit and the student loans And everything that comes with it But at the same time you got these complaints about Boosters and banning and all this stuff It's just a clusterfuck for me to be honest with you So it doesn't affect me One way or another but I just look At the whole deal whether it's NIL Or boosters helping out programs It's a lose lose situation I guess
1: So I mean it's definitely a lose lose Situation Josh Like you said it's 100% a clusterfuck But I actually am not A huge fan uh, just because of, of this. So the, so the kids that are getting these big NIL deals are, you know, the star players that are probably getting a full ride to college anyway. Uh, while, while in reality you got these kids who are, you know, walking on or paying their way who aren't getting any NIL love from anybody. They're paying their way through college. They have no full ride. So, I mean, these kids aren't making money and they're throwing money just to go to college. So I don't think it's necessarily fair, but then again, I mean, I, like you said, I don't hate that these kids are making money because, I mean, let's be honest, money makes the world go around. So I, it's definitely a clusterfuck, but um, I, it's, it's not going to go away. It, it's a brand-new thing, and it's starting to really take off, and um, it, it sucks for the, for the lower-level players that aren't going to be getting these big NIL deals. But uh, it seems like it's the way it's going to be right now. Good question, though. Good question, yes. Chris.
4: We got yeah, an instant question good. here on a YouTube channel. Here from our guy, Rob. Rob Barton. Uh, he says, Apostle Talks of the Blackhawks and Oilers uh, completing a trade that would see the Hawks acquire Kyler Yamamoto and Jack Campbell for draft picks. Thoughts on that.
1: Uh, you know what? I like Kyler Yamamoto. He's a good player. Jack Campbell didn't necessarily work out with the Oilers uh this year but uh i mean let's face it the hawks need a goalie if they're gonna you know take that next step on the on the rebuilding list jack campbell has been known to be pretty good but then again he was with uh the maple leafs when he was playing that well and the maple leafs are obviously a really good hockey team so i'm open to it uh i definitely like the idea of yamamoto as a hawk but i'm not sure if jack campbell's a guy to lead the hawks into the future good question though
4: what's their cast base Looking at right now. The Hawks
1: have plenty of money to spend. A lot of money. I don't know the exact number, but uh, they're they're near the top of the list when it comes to uh, cap space. That's for sure.
4: Um, We'll have to see if Kyle Davidson is either smart, frugal, or stupid. You never know. We're (laughs) we're,
1: going to learn a lot this offseason, that's for sure.
4: That's a good question, Rob. Thank you for asking that. Um, Let's go back to Chris here. He says, thoughts on Ali... And Gunther for the night of champions, uh, boy. <laughs> think about this: about a year and a half ago, like, oh my god, they're gonna bury Walter because they changed his name. How <laughs> stupid that or, that discussion was.
1: <laughs> it's, it's such a common thing they have people oh cry, cry burial too. It's it's yeah. way too common in the in the uh, internet wrestling community.
4: I'm I'm. I'm not surprised it's the matchup, you know, you want to get Ali a spotlight match on these uh, Saudi Arabia uh, pay per views and stuff like that. I don't have an issue with that. Chicago guy. Um, I was surprised he won the Battle Royal on Monday, and I thought that was cool. Uh, but, you know, as, as far as the match, yeah, can you say it's predictable? Okay, I'll say 90% of matches, regardless of promotion, most of the time, or not, are predictable. So I think it's fine match pairing and good for Ali. At least for now, we don't have to hear him Go complain to Sean Ross Seps. So I guess we're good on that end. <laughs> oh no!
1: Don't 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 shit on my guy Ali. I actually I'm a big Ali guy. Um, I didn't like how he went about his business. I thought he was kind of a little bit of a pansy for that. But uh, but let's be let's be frank. He's a good wrestler. Uh, he, I'm glad he's Like, recommitted to WWE He's taking what they give him and he's trying to do the best He can with it, and frankly, I think This is gonna be a really good match, uh, Gunther Obviously, that guy's a stud Ali works well with Damn near anybody, and, uh, it could be One of those sleeper matches on the show that I'm Definitely looking forward to seeing
4: Process, yeah, I believe there's a, have a chance Gunther the out of Mania 40 with the World Heavyweight title Hey, don't be surprised if Gunther may win the Royal Rumble next year. You never I'm know. All
1: in for that. All in. Ha, get it.
4: Yes. <laughs> the good all in. Remember that's the good all in. <laughs> um all right, let's see what Chris here has next. Um, does Judgment Day need a new member? If so, who d- we did get a possible hit on Monday. Um, I mean the group is fine as it is. I know there's been fancy booking and thoughts of maybe having Jordan Devlin, uh, J.D. McDonough, basically. That's the new guy from from NXT that I saw from NXT UK. I think he'd be a good fit in that group. Just just like um, Ilya Dragunov would be a good fit in Imperium. Um, Wait, where
1: where was the hint? I didn't see the hint. Well,
4: there was a... Backstage, where Kathy, I believe, was catching up to JD as he was leaving at the arena. You know how he beat the shit out of Ziggler after he got eliminated, right? So they're walking up that, that parking lot area, and it's a back shot of Finn Balor lurking in the background as the interview was going on.
1: Oh, you know what? I did see that. Okay, mm. I didn't put two and two together. I know, I know right, Finn right. trained uh, Devlin. Back in the day, but uh, I I just thought that might have been why I didn't even think of the Judgment Day possibility.
4: Well, this is the trauma about this particular segment here, too, because, you know, my deal, Sam, that I've always been about nuance and context and stuff like that. And when it comes to doing shows like this, since we don't break down every single segment of every show... If something like this comes up, we can mention it here and then I don't forget about it when we do the WWE segment. <laughs> so, uh I'm glad uh Chrisy asked that question cuz that wouldn't went completely over my head if we that didn't it wasn't brought up. Um who will be the best quarterback out of this 2023 draft class? Um Will Levis just to be petty, No, not kidding. kidding. <laughs> I don't be know. Right,
1: man, you might be right. Honestly, you never you, I if I had to pick, I'd probably go CJ Stroud just because yeah. he he has I mean, he has all the all the uh, all the uh what do you call it? All the tactics to be to be what uh, a star quarterback. Obviously, he has the size, which we've learned just from that one uh Panthers training camp video that <laughs> holy crap. That dude <laughs> Looks like he's about 10 years old under center. <laughs> good Lord.
4: He, he looks oh like Caillou. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Center>.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've seen small quarterbacks, but that dude is freaking tiny, dude. I didn't realize it when he was at Alabama either, but he is small.
4: Yeah, it's a way to be seen uh, type of scenario, Chris, but that's a good question. Dodd Sunday – Washington's new ownership in the NFL finally. Well, it's it's about time. Um, I think the next person that needs to sell a team is the uh, Chicago White Sox and just Jerry Reinsdorf in general, uh, regardless of the league he owns. But um, yeah, I, good good for Washington fans. I mean, we all know that they're dumped. They're their stadium's a shithole Okay, already, That's already established They can't come up with an interesting name For their football team um, <laughs> So uh, Hopefully we have some brighter days uh, uh, What's that song from Bill Withers? A oh, lovely come day on, you're,
1: not, you're not a fan of the uh, Washington commies? No, no, not.
4: Not. no shot No shot
1: <laughs> Take that
4: <laughs> um, uh, What's your I'm thoughts on this Sam?
1: Indifferent. Um, obviously, it, it needed to happen. Um, I don't really know much about the new ownership, so I mean, it's going to be another wait and see kind of thing. Hopefully, I mean, you can't be much worse than Dan Snyder, so uh, so hopefully, I mean, that, that's a good fan base over there. They deserve a lot better, so uh, hopefully, they can hopefully they can uh, figure it out and get things moving over there in Washington. Maybe get a new name too.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, figure it out.
2: <laughs> figure it out.
4: <laughs> um, um, next question. Prediction on Joe Burrow's upcoming extension. Does he break $300 million? Uh Probably. I don't know if Cincinnati has that much money. <laughs> I'm not trying to be negative or whatever, but I just don't know if the Bengals are that rich with money and the owner's actually going to pony up and pay somebody. They didn't pay Carson Palmer. We'll see. If, uh, hell, they they barely have their own training facility. So, think about this three hundred million dollars. This would be the biggest money they probably ever spent in their franchise.
1: Hey, you know what? I'm, I I don't know if he gets it. I'm, I mean, he probably deserves it. But uh, I feel like Burrow's kind of one of the guys that would take a hometown discount. You know, I feel like he's he does it for the love of the game, not so much the money. Obviously, he wants the money. Who doesn't? Uh, But I feel like if they asked him to take a little less, he probably would. But, I mean, that's just a guess. I don't know that for sure, obviously. Yeah.
4: Well, here's the deal. This is what I don't want. Bagels. Either you pay this guy or keep this dude far, far away from that shithole known as Green Bay, Uh, Wisconsin.
1: Josh, why would you even put that into the atmosphere? Shame <laughs> on you! I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling, freaking brother Carter, and you're getting put on the list immediately.
4: <laughs> oh, that's beautiful! I I deserve to be on the list for that. Yes, I do, yeah, I do. You I do.
0: Deserve
4: that. <laughs> All right, um, any NFL Says NBA players you wish careers didn't get cut short due to injuries? Um, yeah, Derek Rose. <laughs>
1: Wait, was it NBA or or was it uh, NFL and NBA? Oh, well, I'll say Johnny Knox. That's Yeah, I was a big fan of Johnny Knox. I don't know if he would have been all that amazing, but he was he was good for when we had him. So that that was a nasty injury, too.
4: Also, shout out to uh, Kyle Long
1: as well. Big fan of Kyle Long. Hell yeah.
4: I don't know what Kevin White would have become, but.
1: Yeah, that was just a sad story all around.
4: Kind of like Jane Williams, the guy the Bulls got in 02 and got an unfortunate four cycle accident. Now he's the analyst for uh, the worldwide leader. Uh, By the way, shout out to uh, Pat McAfee and his crew. They're going to be joining the ESPN lineup in this fall. So congratulations to Pat and the crew. Well, well, well deserved.
1: Pat's the man. I I don't know. Everyone's kind of crying about, oh, he, he sold out to ESPN. Pat's not gonna let it change. I don't think this show is gonna be just the same, and it's gonna be st- still gonna be really good. Obviously, there's gonna be less f bombs in the show because you're you're on national television. But um, it's good. For, it's good for Pat. He's expanding the brand. He's making money, and that guy. He's a smart guy, man. He really is.
4: Hey, there won't be a shortage of this. Why? What? <laughs> what? <Why>? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> All right. Next question. Josh, where would you like to see the Von Erichs lane? Oh, man. Um, this, these are the son of Kevin and uh, Kevin Von Eric from MLW. Um, they're a good team. I enjoyed the work from the time. I covered their matches over the years. Uh, how about NXT? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I, didn't,
1: I didn't even know they existed until I watched the uh, Dark Side of the Ring Von Eric's episode, and I realized that the last von eric has some kids in the business and it's cool to see that they've been making their way up up the uh up the ladder uh
4: my old man uh introduced me to wrestling he was a big uh von eric fan back in the day yeah,
1: there were a lot of them back then a lot world class
4: championship wrestling right yes sir the only good thing to come out of texas all right let's go to the next question uh <laughs> Sam, uh, who you like to see from AEW to jump to WWE over the next year or so?
1: Well, I have two names. One of them is probably obvious to everyone. I want MJF in WWE. And the second one, I want Ricky Stark in WWE. Um, two great talents. I'm not sure, I'm not sure they'll ever really get to where they need to be in AEW. That's just me. A lot of people think otherwise. A lot of people think the opposite, actually. If they were to jump to WWE, they'd be, you know, they wouldn't get to where they want to be. But I think those guys are major stars ahead, and those those would be my picks. What about you, Josh?
4: Uh, Jay Cargill?
0: Not uh, a fan.
1: <laughs> you would like
4: her more in WWE. <laughs> you would. I'll I, I say this. Um, I agree with you with MJF. That's a pretty obvious one. Uh, Ricky Starks. Bring back Malachi Black. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yes.
4: Bring, bring back Miro. Yeah. I, I don't care about their press release they released for that knockoff WCW Nitro looking show that they're doing on Saturday nights. He's not gonna do shit on that show anyway. Uh,
1: I hope he does, man. I really do, but I, I can't see it.
4: I I can't I can't trust Tony Khan as much as I trust Chicago politics. Um <laughs> Hey it is what it is I call it the spade here on the Hoots Podcast Um <laughs> Let's see what else on the roster I look I know I've made my jokes about AEW But they do have talented wrestlers Like I-, I like to see Hangman Page In WWE I think he would do good stuff there uh, and That's probably it <laughs> Um Next question. Um Sam, how do you feel about college football playoff expansion? I'm all about it. The
1: more the more football, the better. The more opportunity for upset the better. Um and obviously it puts my Notre Dame fighting Irish with a bigger chance to get into the playoffs every year. So um for the people for the people crying about it, why? What well, what's so bad about more football? What's college football ends always too soon in my opinion? And then, you know, a week, two later, it's like, damn, I am sure wish college football was on right now. So the more college football to watch, the better for me.
4: More college football. More, more reasons to not watch, watch. Chicago's oh, baseball, baseball teams. Yeah. No <laughs>
1: kidding. God. All
4: right. All right. Next one <laughs> thirty thirty 30 for 30, Doc, would you like to see Maine air next? Oh, God. Um Double doink has to be in this, right? right?
1: That's another reason you're going on the list. Come on. That's just... You don't need to bring that up, man. I'm having a great time. We're having a great day, a great show so far. Good group of questions from Chris and Rob. And you throw that garbage out into the ether.
4: Mm. Uh... Alright, let's just do a different one. <laughs> how about how about that clown, Antonio Braun and his head <laughs> of his career?
1: One. That's a good one. I like it. I'm it's... all
4: about that one. <laughs> Jeez. God I love this it. show. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one before I get permanently added to the list of (laughs) Derrick. All right, uh, last one here for Chris. He says, over the summer, who would you guys like to see in the undisputed title slash world heavyweight title picture?" Good question. Crap, that one up. Um, Okay, for the world title, Pending if AJ does not beat Seth Rollins at Night of Champions, I'd like to see him and Lashley and Sheamus go after the Tribal Chief. Also, on the other end, i like to see maybe <laughs> Ross has had a couple of run-ins with Balor. I don't know if he can make another long feud out of it. You just throw it out there just necessity. Yeah. Um, Bronson Reed would be an interesting pick for me. And what we talked about earlier with Rob, um, Gunther is another uh, pick for me. The Ring General would be a great world champion. You want you want to whine about Roman Reigns' world title reign, just wait for Gunther's <laughs> world title reign. You're going to need like four money to make cashes just to get that off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> go from one long reign to another i'm in
4: yes what about you good brother
1: i like your sheamus pick i feel like sheamus has had an incredible last couple of years and uh he's definitely not appreciated nearly enough i mean he got his flowers after the uh what was that match uh was that with drew
4: Uh, no uh gunther Gunther, at clash castle Castle, yep
1: right yeah yeah he Mm -hmm. got his flowers after that people finally realize how good sheamus is um and and what does Seamus say? Banger. After, After
4: banger. banger. After, After banger. Banger. banger.
1: He's good, man. I, I'd like to see him at least get a world title opportunity. Uh he, obviously he's late in his career. Um, but all the names you you mentioned, that, that those would all be fun. Um trying to think of maybe like trying to think of maybe one out of the ordinary. Um Yeah. Braun Breaker. I don't know. <laughs>
4: He's doing some good stuff as a heel yeah, How good him all that um, yeah. I, I mentioned it before jokingly A Don
1: That'd be a good one Yeah I mean Austin Dude can you imagine if he wins a world title The heat he's going to get God Oh that's going to be beautiful man Oh, It's going to be great television <laughs> Good question
4: <television, laughs> though L Let X Condom Dom win money to bank
1: I'm going to call Brother uh, brother Carter and take you off the list for that one. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and, of course, I'd be remiss without mentioning uh, everybody's favorite. la Night. <laughs> you got to do the Wade Ber- Barrett version. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd love to see him win Money in the Bank. That'd be a fun Money in the Bank carrier.
4: I'm afraid I got some bad news. Come on. Wade, Come wait, back I'm and get back in the, in the ring. ring. I'm I'm all about it.
1: I love that. Uh, I love this bad news Barrett thing. That was so much fun.
4: <laughs> I'm afraid oh I got God. some bad news. All of you people wishing Wish that AEW will outdraw oh. Monday Night Raw, not gonna happen, pal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Literally, if you think about it, if you combine dynamite. Rampage and whatever they draw from this stupid collision show, they're going to draw the same, no, no, not the same, maybe 200,000 less than Raw does on its own accord.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just worried. Of, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into this, but I'm just worried about all the programming now that's going to be uh, being put out from AEW, the quality of it. But I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah.
4: The fact that we need Tony Schiavone on two shows already is bad enough as it is. Um, uh, <laughs> let's go to this next question here. uh good friend and brother of the Who's Podcast, uh, Brian Snow he posted this on Facebook. I saw this uh, the other day. He said, who would I want as a color commentator for a, a world championship match? Well, if it's not... Um, if it's not Kevin Cowley or Nigel McGinnis, it would be this man right here. This rat bastard right here. Hell <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so Sam list. would be my color commentator.
1: I'll take it. Hell,
4: <laughs> drop in Brian Carter if he wants to. <laughs> Unless he has to do it via satellite.
1: <laughs> Three-man announcement. all for it.
4: Right. <laughs> uh uh, bro, Carter car could be our Mike today uh, Like he was in the WCW booth um, Alright, let's go to our last match of questions here For the good brother Mike At uh, Main Events for him. Also, I heard uh, Sam had some extra questions For the Q&A this week We'll get those as well Yeah. Alright, Mike says It's good to be back to the back porch After a super busy week But an awesome show for both of you last week Thank you, brother Here are some questions for this week Number one, you mentioned Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny as the ultimate celebrity heel versus baby face match. But let's have fun with this. When does it happen? How does it come together? And who wins at least the first match? Ah, uh, very good question. Uh for those who are watching or listening, you could uh let us know who who you would put over uh in this match. I know who I'm putting over. It's Logan Paul. <laughs> It was the first match. I'm going with Logan Paul, and for extra heat, I give uh, Bad Bunny a GTS. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I would definitely go with Logan. I feel like he's he's more polished. I guess I guess would be the word. Um, I don't really know how you would draw that up, though. I mean, I'm not I'm not very creative. I don't know how you would how would you, you would even start that. Like Logan saying that he's the best celebrity. You know wrestler
4: or whatever I don't know hey you can cut a promo or something I was just to more of like how a lot of other WrestleMania matches are built somebody costs the person the Royal Rumble match think about that spot it's like Logan Paul costs Bad Bunny for the Royal Rumble and he wasn't even like an entry, right let's say like he comes out like hoodie mask you can't see who it was like he eliminates Bad Bunny and then removes the mask people be fucking pissed yeah. think about fun. that if that happens.
1: That'd be fun for sure.
4: Um, I, I, I'm not saying that I'm a creative person. It's just something off the top of my head. It's, so it's better gross. than what I got. It's better than what I got. I, but
1: I, I know for sure I definitely put Logan over. Yeah, for sure. I feel, yep. like his ne- I feel like his next program, he's going to win it.
4: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Hey, hey, I. Guys, some, some people, people thought maybe big he big could big be big a Money in the money bank, bank winner. Who knows?
1: Oh, he'd, he'd carry that thing really well, too.
4: <laughs> yes, he would. And get yourself some prime yeah. while you're at it, too. All right, next question. What do you think of Seth Rollins in the new Captain America movie? Will we see a Marvel tie into to WWE in some way? Unless it's gear, I'd probably say not. Um... I'm not really sure. Uh, I am a fan of the Marvel Universe. Uh, I I wouldn't say like I'm a full out geek and all into that, all everything comic books. But I enjoy the movies. I enjoy the adventure stuff and stuff like that. And uh, hey, good thing for Ross if he wants to do movies. I uh, I saw some people like, oh, why is he going to Hollywood? Oh, this is gonna affect his push forever. Folks, stop letting Twitter. Clout your judgment of what's going on. If you really think Seth Ross' push is going to be affected because he's doing movies, I think you need to be drug tested, okay? Uh, he's going to be fine. But as far as Marvel tie-ins, I mean, we already have Roman Reigns as Thanos. So, like, what else other tie can we add in here?
0: Well, I, I
1: actually am learning of this news live as we are recording this. I didn't know that. Uh, so good for Seth. I mean, that's 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 big stuff. It uh, could go a long way towards a towards a movie career if that's the if that's the route he wants to pursue. But uh, if people think it's going to ruin his push, they need to look at history. I mean, The Rock went to Hollywood. He was still huge when he came back, and John Cena. And it's not going to do anything. Seth Rollins is a professional wrestler, and I don't think he's ever going to fully commit to Hollywood. But that's just my guess. That you know, I yeah. mean, we don't know. We don't know anything for sure.
4: Next question here from Mike. He says, were you surprised when Edge lost despite doing that video about Big Golden seeking the title? He never lost. That video threw me off thinking maybe he would win. Hey, man, that's the charm of professional wrestling. I think more wrestlers should do that. If you're not getting promoted as an advertised match or something like that going into your next following show, depending on whatever brand you're on, you should go on social media and talk about what's going on for you. Uh, That's like Xavier Woods was doing when he was having these big matches over the last few weeks or so, like he would cut promos and who he was facing. wherever, do more of that. Uh, I mean, yeah, was I caught off guard? Yeah, but that's not a bad thing either, you know. One, we can't talk about predictability and then be thrown off when something out of the blue happens. So, uh, I love the promo. And I wouldn't be surprised sooner or later, Edge does get involved in one of those title pitchers.
1: Well, the way I look at it is I was definitely thrown off. I thought after seeing that he would win. And and, uh, honestly, that I think is the biggest plus of having social media and professional wrestling go hand in hand. About the only advantage that you can – that's the way social media should be used when it comes to professional wrestling to further – Further the the unpredictability, I guess you could say, of uh, of an upcoming program or match. I thought it was awesome. It was a great promo. Edge always cuts a great promo, and uh, uh, I was definitely surprised AJ won. But I mean, I wasn't mad at it at all. It just added to the fun for me.
4: I got his deep song stuck in my head right now. I've been defeated. <laughs> Uh, I, love, I love that song. Um all right, let's go to the next question. Have you guys seen the Bears video on TikTok where Justin Fields takes viewers through a breathing exercise? Do we need more of that on TikTok? I say sure. Well I, I, I by the way, if you want to see some of my guitar covers I've been uploading a lot more recently, uh go check out uh, me on TikTok at Josh Lopez Music. But um, I know I'm not like I'm not in, in depth of what goes on on TikTok or ever. But if that's something that is good, I know this is a big mental health awareness month and I think breathing is another thing that people say helps people out with anxiety and that deal with mental health so I I don't think it's a bad thing I haven't seen the video Mike to answer your question but if that's something that's going on I don't think that's a bad thing you know people go about their business their own way and not want to judge people on how they go about their mental health
1: I have not seen the video myself. Um, but it's definitely probably a good idea to do that if you're a Bears fan, <laughs> uh, especially through these last few seasons, but yes, <laughs> but I, I might have to watch that myself. <laughs> yes. I was about to
4: say, we need you to watch that before every game this season. <laughs> I I love the passion, though, during the game. Like, it <laughs> doesn't hold anything back there in football games. It's tremendous. You know, I used to,
1: uh, before I was before I was so, uh, you know, prominent on Twitter, I used to post all that crap on my Facebook, and all my friends would get pissed off. And they'd say, yeah. make a Twitter account, man. We're tired of seeing it. I'm yeah, like, all right. it's tired I'm of your crap. It. Yeah. <laughs> so.
4: We we got the drill already.
1: <laughs> definitely, uh, if, if you like uh, angry Chicago sports fans, definitely give me a follow. <laughs> <laughs> it's pure
4: entertainment, guys. It really is. Um, all right, next one. Uh, what do you think of JC Jane beating Roxanne Perez in the NXT Women's Championship Tournament? Uh, was it, I forgot, was it a DQ or was it a regular win? i try trying to remember how the match went.
1: Roxy,
4: it, Roxy won. Okay, so Roxy, Roxy. did win.
1: Yeah. Hey, okay. for me, I
4: was rooting for JC because I think she's underrated and what she does inside the ring and stuff. And she's a total package as a character and her promos, look, all of that. Again, good waterfalls. She makes the list. But uh, besides all that stuff, like I, 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 it was a toss-up match. I mean, people. Drool over Roxanne Perez and her wrestling skills. Her promo work is much to be desired, uh, but um, <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate what she's done in Ring of Honor and her, you know, her wrestling Twitter buzz, but uh, she has a lot of work to do before she goes up to Raw or SmackDown. I'll just say that right now. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, she just comes out very disingenuous when she speaks, especially for someone who's supposed to be a baby face, But I'm, what was I'm, your thoughts?
1: I'm right there with you. I, I'm. I think Roxy has a ton of potential, and I was going off a little bit on Twitter about this, but uh, I, I think, like you said, she did, she sounds like it's disingenuous would be probably the best word to use when she's talking. It just doesn't sound real and and whenever I think of Roxy now, I think of that 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 segment backstage with uh, with Sean Michaels uh, asking to get back in the world title tournament or whatever or trying to defend her title, and that oh that that segment made me want to vomit. And uh, I, like I said, she's still super young. She still has a ton of like opportunities and time to learn and, and get better. But her ring yeah. skills are great to me. But I was definitely rooting for JC. JC, uh, like you said, she's she's got a lot of untapped potential. She's uh, I just think she's really good. But Roxy got the win, so.
4: Rap. But JC will get her shot sooner yeah. or later.
1: That good with Gigi isn't over, so I'm not really mad that I'm not really mad that Roxy got the win there.
4: Yeah, they'll have some type of gimmick match at the uh background show. Yeah. Um But yeah, we'll have to see what the future holds for both of these ladies. Um next question he says here. What one WWE draft pick has been the most impactful so far? Uh, it's too early for me to pick one, to be honest with you. I, we need a couple Shows to pass by. Ask me that again, Mike, in like a month or two. I can't give you an answer to that right now.
1: I mean, you could say AJ because he hasn't really been. I mean, he's been injured, but he has hasn't really been doing anything, and now he's just in the world title picture. I guess if I had to pick anyone, it'd probably be AJ. Well,
4: how how about this? (laughs) Lucifer Lee won the Battle Royal as a free agent. (laughs) It's true. That's tremendous. Uh, Alright let's go to the next Question here uh, He says does Pat McAfee's New ESPN contract Bring down his chances Of being on Friday Night Smackdown Again
1: Yeah it probably does um, And and you know what That's really okay Pat Pat's dream or one of his One of his childhood things was wrestling But it's not his calling Necessarily So, I mean, I'm sure he's still going to make these these appearances, but I don't think you'll be seeing him a ton uh, doing commentary with Cole. I don't know. It could be wrong, though. What do you think, Josh?
4: I hope that's not the case, but I kind of got that vibe when he decided just to, like, dip and do college football instead of going back to SmackDown um, last year. So, I mean, whoever folks his boat, he's gonna make he's gonna make it successful. I'm happy for the guy. Uh, would I love to see a more smacked SmackDown, of course. But, um, it's up to him. Uh, you know, that's that's just what the deal is, and gotta respect that He put himself in this position on his own accord, and he has his right to go about what he wants to do. I don't think that puts WWE in a bad light that he doesn't want to be there every single week, but, hey, enjoy the enjoy the time that we did have him every single week, and that he was invested to the point where he got himself at WrestleMania Mansion, and, and uh, one of the coolest moments of that particular show as well. Uh, and honestly, I I, I, I was at Jerry World for that match, and that place was rocky <laughs> for him. Uh, that whole stuff with Vince and Austin Theory.
1: Well, the reason why Pat is so good, it, the reason why he wants people want him on SmackDown, is because he. I feel like I feel like he got all the talent over like it's the job of the the uh the commentator to get the talent over and he did sort of a good job of it um and it, it kind of like uh, talent like that at the announce table hasn't really been seen in quite a quite a while so it was just kind of like a breath of fresh air kind of thing so yeah it does suck that he may not be around as much but i still think you'll see him uh at the big shows or whatever maybe make an appearance at SummerSlam or or whatever, because he, I mean, even if he doesn't come back to the booth, he's a part of the WWE family now for good.
2: Right. Um, next question.
4: Um, this is one by Hockey. He says, uh, we saw San's Blackhawk's number one draft pick celebration video recently. So with that, <laughs> what's uh, the craziest video you have ever done or participated in? Ooh. I don't know. Is this is good for airwaves or
1: <laughs> I had a whole, well, I still, it's still up. I, I have no access to the account, but I have a whole entire YouTube page dedicated to, uh, making jackass videos when we were younger. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I have so many, it'd be tough just to pick one. I've done a lot of stupid stuff on camera. Um, That'd be tough. You got any, Josh? While I try to think about oh, this, <laughs> no.
4: I have I have a couple of embarrassing ones. I think I did like the what was it the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge I thing. I, a- I had a couple. I did the video with a couple uh, buddies of mine that I met through uh, elementary school. Uh, God, that's crazy. That's almost ten years ago. <laughs> Thinking about that now, um, I don't know about crazy, but there is a video out there. On WWE where I got to be part of a panel that was run by Howard Finkel they were doing the remember the old Google Hangouts yeah uh, they're WWE's doing that with fans and I was at the school at the time Uh, and I was like hey why not Let's try to give this a shot and I left one of my classes early to go back to my house to make sure I <laughs> participated in the one of the hangouts so that's a little story there. I that's I, ditched. Cool, <laughs> I I I always say I ditched but I left early without telling anybody. I see me that I was going to do this hangout thing. They
1: didn't give a fuck over there. <laughs>
4: no they did they didn't <laughs> especially the um uh, the what was it? The uh, not the Lombard campus, the one that was by the train station. LaSalle. There yeah. you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah the one on State
4: Street. No, not on State Street. The one, you go down a couple blocks, and it's kind of like this. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, where, the, uh, where the radio side was. Yeah. I yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, ran, that random ass building.
4: Yeah, this uh, studio building a bunch of random shit in a school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good times, man, good times. Uh, just think about that. That's the midst of all the Hawks winning, and we got to see those parades in person. Yes. Good times. Um, And You know uh, What else They're not video but I have If you guys go back in our channel For those who subscribe you can go back And l- listen to some of the old uh, Wrestling interviews That I did uh, at the sports station Like my JR interviews uh, Stuff like that You can go check those out as well
1: Hell yeah. yeah and it, honestly I, I can't Pick one so if you guys ever want to Wanted to see my stupidity. You guys can go to uh, the number four ever Cubs Rock on YouTube. Yes. That's where I <laughs> all that nonsense. I wish I had access to the account, but I do not. So, <laughs> Yeah.
4: <laughs> all right. Uh, next question. Uh, speaking of hockey, it seems like the Arizona Coyotes are moving from their state elsewhere. Where are they going? Houston, maybe?
1: I, I don't <laughs> see a scenario in, in why Texas needs two hockey teams. No, I know Houston's like kind of the favorite right now, but why? I mean, I, I don't understand why Texas needs another hockey team.
4: I know the Rockets, Rockets suck, suck, but they <laughs> do they need more action at the Toyota Center?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's not really doing it for me. If they had to move anywhere, I'd probably say move to Quebec City or uh, I don't know Portland or or maybe back to Atlanta or whatever.
4: Um, what about oh we we have Seattle. Seattle. Right, uh, the get Kraken. Are they still alive, or are they eliminated?
1: They just they lost Game Seven uh, for the opportunity to advance to Western Conference Final.
4: Seattle, you're get them
3: out of there. <laughs> get them out of there.
4: <laughs> um, I don't know about any other cities. Just something that's not on the East Coast or the Texas. Okay, <laughs> that that'd be my guess. I mean, that's the last thing that we need is more Texas sports. Uh, Texas. Combo teams um, What was it they have the Texas Rangers right the Houston Astros In the NBA we got Houston San Antonio and Dallas Three three Basketball teams in Texas Kind of ridiculous uh, If you're asking me is that a Miami T-shirt what are you rocking there
1: uh, This is a Moe's softball this was my softball 16 inch softball team uh, a couple of years ago, well last year mm. Switched to regular baseball this year But obviously I'm doing nothing right now So,
4: <laughs> I dig the, the shirt my man <laughs> It's pretty cool it,
1: it. Really
4: quick on the finger And um, what's your diagnosis How much longer are you going to be out? Well, I don't know thing. how much
1: longer I'm going to be out of work But I know I'm getting the pins out of my finger next week So shouldn't, shouldn't have to wear this piece of crap much anymore So we're we're heading in the right direction Everything's healing good
4: Making progress, brother. Love to see it. Yes, sir. All right. Next question here. We're seeing the seeds of deception in the bloodline. Throw the ones up. So who do you think turns on each other, and what would you like to see happen? Well, I think the writing is on the wall, and I would not be surprised if the Usos cost the Tribal Chief and Solo their match at Night of Champions and who knows? Maybe you have Roman and Solo fight the Usos at Mind the Bank. Something like that. You could do that. Uh, you can have Jimmy turn on Roman. You can have Jay you revisit that angle. One or another, this thing is gonna hit the, the shit's gonna hit the fans sooner or later. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe there's Samoans that we haven't seen pop up and join the group and replace the Usos. You never know. Um, maybe we get Jacob Fatu away from MLW, and he finally shows up in WWE, you never know.
1: Isn't he being trained by Booker T?
4: No, that's Umaga's son. uh, Zilla, by the way, there's a lot of them, there is. (laughs) Shout out to uh, Zilla Fatu, who's uh, Umaga's son. Um, Seems like a pretty cool dude, he has his own YouTube channel, you should go check him out. Uh, Cool young lad and um, cool days, Uh, doing some training now for uh, Booker T's. R-O-W.
1: So I, I'm going to actually throw out a bold prediction that I mentioned last week. I believe, I think it was last week. Okay. I'm going to say Solo sides with the Usos after a while. Wow. Just because of of that little tidbit that we noticed when when uh, Solo was going to spike Jay, And he said, I'm your brother, not him. If I get it right, I'll call myself a genius. If not, I'm not gonna mention it. I'm not gonna mention it, but, but that's what I'll go with right now, just for the just for the fun of
4: it. Don't pull don't pull a Meltzer on us now. <laughs> like report. Oh, AEW's gonna announce it up upfront so they got a million dollar deal, and then they'll say anything at all when it doesn't happen the next day. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm
4: going Meltzer on you. Oh, that's that's if brutal.
1: I'm right, I'm, if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, nothing was said.
4: <laughs> All right, last question here for Mike before we get to uh, the extra questions Sam uh, Francis uh, said Um Okay, last one. Have you guys ever watched Shameless, that show about the wild adventures of the Gallagher family? If so, what do you think about it? and What light does it pay for Chicago in your eyes? I appreciate your answers and your honesty. Stay Usy, guys. Thank you, Mike, for the questions. Brother. I, I am... I was... A watcher of Shameless when it was going on, it was one of the, uh, the big shows my mom was into when I still was living at her apartment a few years back, um, at her house a few years back. But uh, fuck, what's the name? Her name? Uh, Emmy what was it? Emmy Rossum, is that her name? Uh, Wherever the chick that like the main chick in the show, she is fucking hot. I'm not. I'm not even gonna call any saves but she is fucking hot. Like. She's on another level, hot. But um, I watched this show. You know, it's always cool to watch some Chicago certain stuff or shows that are, like movies or stuff that was made in Chicago. Like for example, I uh, rewatched The Last Dance on Netflix over the weekend. I got bored and just wanted to watch something, and to see the imagery of what Chicago was in, during the nineties and stuff like that. It's just cool. I just I, the, we we had a question last week about. The perception of Chicago Right and how it's portrayed And uh, you know we had that Stupid clan uh, Jason McIntyre the inaugural winner of the Clown of the week uh, say that Chicago's a war zone <laughs> You watch a show like Shameless, It's not really that all the time And um, it was a cool I, I, I didn't watch the whole show But I enjoyed what I saw And again shout out to uh, Emmy Rossum very very good waterfall <laughs>
1: i've never seen the show uh i honest i'm not i'm not uh too in tune with what's on tv because i'm devote so much of my time watching sports and wrestling so um yeah <laughs> what, I can't, what was, I can't really what's the last,
4: the last show that you show actually, that actually watched.
1: watched the last show that i sat down and watched weekly well i, I will say i'm a big law and order svu guy okay yeah, big fan um but I don't I don't follow like episode by episode. I'll go on like Peacock and I'll sit down and watch, you know, a couple episodes in a roll or a row of whatever. Okay. Um, but the last show that I actually sat down and watched repeatedly week after week was Prison Break. And that was a long time ago.
4: I remember um, that show. Yeah, I do. Big fan
2: of Prison Break.
1: <laughs> I, I actually would like to rewatch it. That's a hell of a show. And Blue Mountain State. I was a big fan of Blue Mountain State.
4: I, I remember, remember that, that one too. That was a very good show. Yeah. With, um I think with, with the this is the situation I'm in, you know, I'm not married or whatever, I've, I've been living on my own at this apartment, it's over my time to watch some stuff that maybe I wouldn't watch back then, like, for example, I I did not watch How I Met Your Mother while it was going on, I watched the whole thing here, <laughs> and now it's one of my favorite shows of all time, you know, and then, like, The New Girl show. By the way, shout out to Jake Johnson, who's a Chicago sports fan. He was on that show, uh, New Girl, uh, that was on Fox. That guy is freaking hilarious. (laughs) Tremendous actor.
1: If you're looking for a a good show to go back and watch, if you like action and whatnot and and drama, watch 24.
4: Very Very good good show. Yes, sir. 24, 24, very good show. Alright, we got Mike's questions out of the way We got the snowman's question out of the way And we got Chris's questions out of the way uh, Sam told me before we came on air today That some of his uh, buddies sent in some questions Let's see what we got here
1: Yes sir I got a couple of questions here from uh, My man Manny Galfo And uh, he says <laughs> Will we see Randy back And if if so, how do you think it'll play out I'm not so sure we'll see Randy back anymore
4: I hope we do. In the case of scenario, he comes back, he has a Stewart uh, Riddle, right? And then maybe get a retirement match with him and Cena. That'd be my pick.
1: Yeah. I don't want him to be in danger if he does come back. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if he does, he has a couple more programs, whatever. Uh, that'd be cool. Uh, if not, I mean, Randy's had a hell of a career, and, you know, he's a Hall of Famer, so um it's really just a wait and see kind of thing it's up to him i'm sure because uh i know his dad was interviewed or whatever and and told him that the doctors don't want him to come back or something but we need to hear that from randy before we hear it from anyone yeah so. yep. uh next question a little vulgar i don't know if you've <laughs> seen uh the stuff with riddle lately um, well,
4: what about, about the, the leak picture
1: Yeah so, I didn't need,
4: need, I need I need go out to go and look for it Obviously sure but I've heard, heard about it
1: <laughs> Alright so Manny says Why does Riddle Have a horse cock <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh god
4: Wrestling fans and their fascinations with cock sizes and shit. It was Batista's or this dude's like, what are we doing here? Wow. A horse cock. A horse cock. That is
1: word for word what the question was.
4: (laughs) I guess he is a stallion, I guess. I don't know.
1: (laughs) He didn't get himself that nickname for no reason, I guess, huh? (laughs)
4: <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that was too yeah. funny
1: not to say. Um his last question says What are your thoughts on a possibility of Rhea Ripley getting an I C championship at some point? I,
4: I wouldn't would be, be surprised. surprised. No I not think she sure. could pull it off.
1: I definitely think she could pull it off.
4: Now yeah. who's the Jeff Jarrett in this scenario since right. we did this with him in uh China not back not in the day?
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be the question. It, it, I could see that something like that happening with like L.A. Knight or something.
4: Possibly, I could see that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you would do it, but it's definitely something that they they could visit down the line if they wanted to.
4: Elias, probably not. Maybe. Yeah, but in
1: what what way does Elias get the the IC Championship? That's the way you got to think.
4: Right, <laughs> he pretends to be Elrod. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at this point. <laughs>
1: All right, that's all I got.
4: Uh, No, Rhea Ripley beats bum-ass Corbin (laughs) for the inner cut.
1: That I can definitely see.
4: Poor Corbin, man. I love you. On that note, that concludes our edition of the Backport QA session. I want to thank you guys so much for uh, sending questions. Manny. Uh, Mike, Chris, and the snowman. Uh, appreciate you good brush. As always, if you want to participate in the Backports porch QA session, all you have to do is hit us up at Twitter at the Hoots Podcast or the Hoots Podcast at gmail.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into what happened this week in WWE. Uh, as Kurt Angle would say. WWE. <laughs> uh we're about a week or so away from United Champions taking place in uh Saudi Arabia. Uh, again. I'll give them points for having these pay-per-views, premium live events on a Saturday. So even with this being a Saturday afternoon uh, ordeal, uh, it's good on our end because we actually could enjoy our night <laughs> the, the next Saturday. So I'll, that's not too shabby, right?
1: No, I like I like these early pay-per-views. You know, you wake up, you eat your breakfast, get in the shower, and then come noon or whatever it is, you turn on some WWE, uh, some WWE pay-per-view wrestling. Yeah,
4: just like Clash of the Castle was early on the Saturday, I remember that. Yes, sir. Um, but we had a couple of matches announced the tribal chief came back obviously, uh smacked out the spots right now. I guess we should start with that. Man <laughs> when I say there's levels to this stuff, there's levels to this stuff. To and there was two examples of this on both shows. Uh, this week, I thought this is a very good week overall a television for both Smackdown and raw this week Having everybody stand right as Robins music hits and Seeing that entrance and how it goes down the dudes on another level even before he speaks <laughs> people are acknowledging the guy and then the other example I was gonna use was how Cody Rhodes promo went off on raw this Monday And to the point where everybody's standing on their feet Clapping for the guy Even before his promo ends Like a standing ovation
1: I thought he fell off
4: Right what happened Mm. I thought he was getting buried (laughs) I I, I thought Hey Was he supposed to go back to AEW And this is all bad investment (laughs) Oh he's Lex Luger There's levels to this game, man. Look at that. It's not a 450 slash or Canadian destroyer off a of ring apron through two tables on the floor. By the way, hope Dante Martin's doing better. Um, it's not bleeding uh, five seconds into a fucking match. Hi Moxley. It's not. <laughs> uh, it's it's not wasting everybody's time with a 20 minute promo. I love Chris Jericho. The Jericho Appreciate society. There's levels to this game. Look how that segment went off with the bloodline. Everybody's like, oh, what's next for Roman and his world title? And everybody's like, oh, the bloodline angle is, is getting stagnant. Where do they go from here? He's the king of pettiness, of gaslighting, of being the heel. <laughs> Every... Like... Tony Soprano, tribal guy, Roman Coliseum like leader type of guy. In any movie you ever watched in the past, he's doing that stuff.
1: I just love how <laughs> as soon as as soon as people say that they they've started to become stagnant, they delivered that absolutely money segment on SmackDown.
4: Every single time. Every single time. And you know, he, it's the little things how he walks around to Usos, <laughs> and then he, like he's putting over Solo, like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And he's like, uh, the Kevin and Sammy are not the problem. Your brothers are the problem. <laughs> and then you know, he's like, uh, he's messing with Jimmy. Hey, hey, don't laugh. <laughs> don't look at him. <laughs> and then he some of the some some of the Penny stuff I was talking about, like hey, like. Hey, unless the next word coming out of your mouth is, I'm sorry, my tribal chief. <laughs> and he pie-faced him, Jimmy's getting mad, and Jay has to calm him down. Like, I don't know how else to explain it, man. This dude is on another level. You understand why he's in the position he is. The power of the promo. Not only that, we go to Monday with Cody, where... Okay, he starts talking about this story about the scorpion and the frog, and he thinks this could be some weird suffering sucky tash type of thing or whatever, but it lines up with everything that's going on with him and Brock Lesnar, and everybody's standing on their feet for the guy by the time the promo's over.
1: <laughs> that's I mean it's just a testament to Cody. I mean he's he's doing such great work. And, I mean, it, it, it's tough to come back from a, a loss like that at WrestleMania where a lot of people thought, you know, you'd win or whatever. But when the crowd is hot for you, I mean, that's just the way it is. Cody Cody had them in the palm of, their, a palm of his hand. He's he's just good at that.
4: Right. right. And then, ex-condom. The best. What a national treasure. (laughs) (laughs) So Raw starts off with uh, KO and Sammy in the Judgment Day, right? And Sammy's just baiting the crowd to just boo this dude out of the the state, right? It's just great. He's like, hey, I'm very curious to hear what Dominic has to say, right? (laughs) And this is a part of on part, I can't stop saying it. this is the important part. I want people to like really recognize here because this is stuff that's not addressed on Twitter or these dirty shows that just try to find things to nitpick where it's not actually there. You can really tell who's really watching the shows and who are not. Not only by the stuff you read on Twitter, where the people who do shows like this. So, look at this. They start off the promo right. Then it's like, okay, hey. You know, you guys are going to struggle against the Tribal Chief and Solo Zakoa. If you find a way to survive, you're going to have a lot of people going after them, right? And instead, the line starts right there with the Judgment Day. Later on in the show, we find out, right, it's going to be them two against Finn and Priest in a non-title match. i will sing all these guys. Alvarez. By the way, we're going to get to that schmuck in a couple minutes, Okay. <laughs> Because this is this is not a good week to be a fan of the Wrestling Observer newsletter. I'm just gonna say that right now. I see this guy, I see other people are like, Oh, why are the judgment day doing the bloodlines dirty work? And like how does this make sense and why is Kevin and Sammy holding the SmackDown titles even though they're on Raw and all this other shit? You know, listen to the story that's going on here. Okay. So Finn says we want our shot, making their intentions clear. Right, their heels—they're going to go all out in their own way to make sure they get their uh, their objective done. Rhea and Dob get ejected from ringside during the match, and all this tied in with the wise man. You see him backstage ruining the show with the Judgment Day. You see him backstage with the Perium. Watch the show It's right in front of you Where you want to choose to acknowledge it or not Saying something doesn't make sense When, when heels are the doing their team job team In the first place How does that not make sense
1: How does it not make sense as well In the fact that They always talk about Paul Heyman Pulling all the strings uh, with, with, uh, with management So it, it, I mean if Paul Heyman Constantly pulls the strings How does it not make sense for, for him to make a deal with with these factions to to help the bloodline in a way you know that Paul asked for, I don't see how it doesn't make sense.
4: Right, right. just because the bloodlines SmackDown doesn't mean that WWE as a whole is not the entire island of relevancy or whatever the fuck they call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns pull the strings of what go, goes down or doesn't go down in WWE. Even the World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> think about that. I, I like. I, I saw Roman looking at him, uh, looking at the title when he was coming up the stage. I'm like, to think that this dude is not going to have any say with a new world title going on in WWE just because he's on a different brand. That, Roman Reigns does not care about your fucking brand split <laughs> or the draft, okay? <laughs> he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to listen to the brand split rules. It's his company, and he does what he wants on his terms. That's the role he's in right now. Main event of uh, Night of Champions.
1: This match is now a triple threat. Match. <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense
4: soon. <laughs> would. Hey, like Paul Heyman struck the deal with Adam Pearce. Hey, we <laughs> got a triple threat match. Oh, I can I see can it happening.
1: Imagine the. Freaking
4: heat. <laughs> and then you hear the Seth Rollins promo. Oh, we need a world championship that's not about politics. Oh, who you think he's talking about? Right. Right? And then you hear the cool uh sit down interview that he did with Corey Graves, right? Uh hyping up that match. And they're teasing the thing where Seth Rollins is talking about Roman Reigns, even though he's fighting AJ Styles at the pay-per-view next week. The entire WWE, I heard Hayman say this before. The entire orbit of the WWE centers around Roman Reigns. As it should. Acknowledge him. Put the ones up, okay?
1: If you haven't put the ones up yet, you're you're uh, you're you're wasting your opportunity because it's time.
4: <laughs> you're not watching the show. You're really not. <laughs> you're letting your fancy booking and dirty stuff cloud your judgment. Get your eyes fixed. <laughs> or take hey take one good advice from CM Punk. Touch some grass. <laughs> that,
1: that, last, that, uh, that popped me. I'll, I'll say that when he said that. That was, that was pretty good. All
4: right, so uh, we talked about the big stuff that's going on. Any quick takeaways, good, bad, or different from WWE that stood out to you from either show this week?
1: No, I mean, I, I I thought Graves did a really good job uh, with the Seth Rollins stuff. Um, I'm not I'm not always fond of his work, but uh, that was some yep. good stuff. I know it's going to continue uh, this this yes, Monday, Monday, right? Yep. Monday. So, um, I mean, I thought I thought both uh, Raw and SmackDown were fine. I probably enjoyed SmackDown a little bit more just because of the uh, the bloodline segment. Yeah, all of their talking segments are always so damn good. Um. Otherwise, nothing really out of the ordinary. A couple of good matches. Um. Obviously, the the AJ win. Uh, kind of threw me for a loop there. Thought Edge was gonna get the win. Um. But no, I mean, solid shows. Nothing. Nothing to write home about. But I enjoyed it.
4: I was gonna say, um, Kevin Patrick, my man. I don't know. Try I'm to give the man. brother a shot, man. I'm not. I'm not thinking it so far.
1: Not a
4: fan, huh? I don't know, man. There's a curse going on with that Raw booth, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, they can't they can't figure out that booth, whether who they want or need in that play by play spot. And, and no matter who they bring in, either Grace and Shing on the guy have to show. And it, like, it gets to the point where you have to start beating the guys until the talking segments start. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not.
1: I don't hate Kevin Patrick at all. I don't hate
4: the guy, by yeah, the way. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not too mad at his work or anything. But you don't really notice him, and I, I don't. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But I, I don't understand why they jumped Vic Joseph to put Kevin Patrick there. I thought they should have gave Vic that spot and and given him a chance on Raw. I'm a big fan of Vic.
4: Yeah, yeah. I don't know why don't he hasn't been out there. I don't. This either. entire time. Yeah. Uh, just because Jerry Lawler brings people down does not mean that Vic had to lose his job.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe they wanted to test him a little bit by putting him with Booker fucking T. I don't know. <laughs> if he can handle being with Booker T, he, he yeah. should be fine on the main roster.
4: No bread, no water, oh. just me. <laughs> Shucky,
1: ducky, quack, quack. <laughs>
4: Sopper up with a biscuit. <laughs> That's some funny lines, I'll give that. But the other other stuff he's just bad, man. I, lo- like... I
1: love the guy, but holy shit, I cannot stomach NXT commentary.
4: Even when like, there's a fast sequence going on, he's like, oh, yeah,
1: it's not like he's trying to take a huge shit.
4: <laughs> I don't know if he's if, if he's getting off or he needs to take. A shit. Oh,
0: did you see that, Vic? My goodness. <laughs>
4: That's where my early five times during the match. Oh, oh you got to do what you got to do to win the match. <laughs> oh, champagne wishes and caviar dreams. That's another one. <laughs> um, what else I was going to say? <laughs> I like Becky's pro uh, for Rob this week. Uh, strict to the point. I think yeah. her and Trish are going to do, do, do some good some business. business, and there's going to be a contract signing next week with uh, Becky and Trish on Raw. So we'll have to see how that plays uh, out. Um, we I talked about Jordan Devon. Heal Trish. Trish is tremendous. Very, very nice. Great success, as uh, Borat said. <laughs> it's thats I love that movie. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of good movies, they finally uploaded the first version of Ted on Netflix. If you haven't seen it in a while, go watch it. I remember when that movie came out at theaters. I was a senior in high school, and that movie was awesome to watch in the theaters.
1: Definitely a fun movie.
4: Oh, God. That movie's a trip. All right. Uh, last things I was going to mention here for uh, the segment. We talked about the Jordan Devitt stuff earlier. If he joins Judgment Day, I think that would be a good uh, deal for him. And then there was a big bugaboo over the weekend because there's was a the match that's announced for SmackDown tomorrow, which is Street Profits against LA Knight and Rick Books. Guys, I get it. We all love LA Knight. I'm a fan of the guy. But I think a lot of people, especially on Twitter specifically, are going overboard about this dude. I'm not saying he's getting buried or or held back. He's going to get his moment. Even if he's in a match. And like, It's the assumption shit that I talk about every week. One thing happens on the show doesn't mean it's going to be a permanent thing. It's not like him and Boogs are going to be like this long-running tag team. Who knows? Maybe Knight attacks Rick Boogs after they lose the match tomorrow. You know, something like that. Like, Like, I get it. it. We want to see this guy get pushed like that, but it's going to come with time, man. Like, I think a lot of people on Twitter are going overboard with this, like, LA Knight needs to be pushed now. It needs to be world champion now. It needs money to big now. Get the guy so tired to fucking breathe. (laughs) Like, it's good that he's getting sub-TV time. It's better than being fucking catering. (laughs) You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially
1: with La Knight, he makes the most of his TV time too. So I mean, All right? He's not going to its not gonna be for a lack of entertainment. He's still gonna go out there and do his job and probably make you laugh a little bit.
4: Yeah, but that, thats pretty much it for the stuff we're gonna talk about this week in WWE. Before we get to our main event segment, for Sam, I—I I wanted to tee this off to you because we haven't had a chance to talk about Chicago sports yet. Um, things went awry last night in Houston. Is there anything you want to get off your chest about your uh, favorite baseball team?
1: <laughs> you know what? I had a long day yesterday. Right. I uh I I, I get home. I eat dinner. I turn on the Cubs game. Right. Boom! They're kicking some ass. It's six to one. Finally gonna end this losing streak. I'm so damn tired. Eighth inning comes around. Alright, I'm going to bed. That's six to one. I got it covered. Right. right. Wake up. Cubs lose seven to six. What the fuck are we doing here? It, you know, I'm a big David Ross fan, but at what point is enough enough? The guy has made terrible decisions when it comes to the pitching staff this whole this entire season. He's probably cost the team. Six to seven losses at least, just from his decision making. Yes, and he can't figure out how to how to make this team tick. They they, they have talent on this team. Bellinger, what wisdom? <laughs> what? what I mean, uh, Nico Horner. He's hurt right now, but he's very good. Dansby Swanson. What not. I mean, these guys. They, they the Cubs are. Top half of the league in runs. Right. right? But that's from the first couple of games of the season. They can't hit with runners in scoring position. Nope. And I, I, I've tried to come into this season with a thought process of, okay, it's the first big step into, you know, what the Cubs want to be. But when they started off playing so well, it made you look at, it made you see what this team can be now and they're not getting it done anymore. And I don't know if that's because of Ross. I know partially because of Ross, that's for sure. I don't know I don't know if these guys are, are thinking too much at the plate, but that's where the management has to come in. They need to figure this shit out because you can't you can't go lose you can't lose a game that you're winning 6 to 1 in the eighth fucking inning. Can't Chicago happen. Sports. Chicago Sports Josh that is fucking Chicago sports to a T. The White Sox, what? The Cubs? What? What? The Blues, what the Redhawks, the Bears. What It what? never fucking ends. It is a circular motion. It's a it is a merry-go-round of bullshit. Every single season. Fall, spring, summer, winter. It's the same shit. It never ends, and we're we're, we're, we're doomed to sit here in limbo for the rest of our fucking existence. There you go.
4: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please somebody clip that. <laughs> oh, <dude>. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Clip that for us, please. <laughs> oh, <Wow>, that's beautiful. <laughs> Killer, dude. You, you, know what, you know what you need to say next, right? We stinks.
1: <laughs> we stinks, Josh. Get that shit patented.
4: Pat and Penny. (laughs) Shout out to Barney Sinsen. On that note, it's time for the main event. It's scheduled for one fall with the unlimited time limit. (laughs) And if you're easily offended, that's a you problem, not a we problem. It's time for another edition for What the Hell is Wrong with AEW. Let's start this bad boy off in a three, a two, a one. Beat your meat
0: beat beat your meat beat your meat beat beat your meat beat your meat beat beat your meat beat your meat beat beat your meat i'm telling you my time is right now right this minute 2022 we're living in my time as now my time is right god damn now
3: Man, what intensity. <laughs> it's time for What the Hell is Wrong with AEW.
4: Aubrey Edwards.
1: It's a good place to start.
4: Oh, fuck me. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new edition of everybody's first segment in all of professional wrestling. The segment you need, a dose of reality, if you will, in the wrestling audio space, is otherwise known as What the Hell is Wrong with AEW, aka What Isn't Wrong with AEW. Let's take a look at that picture one more time here. You see these masquerade of, of outlaw mud show freaks and has that need to go home and stay the fuck home? This, right here, this collective picture. Is what the hell's wrong with AEW? I mean, where the fuck do we start? <laughs> uh, um, let's take a look at this press release from uh, yesterday that was announced at the Warner Upfronts. By the way, didn't you notice there was a lot of conjecture and hyperbole going into this deal last week about, oh, AEW's going to get announced for their extension in a billion dollar... TV rights deal and all this stuff, right? And CM Punk didn't show up at the upfronts. CM Punk did not show up at the upfronts. Nope. There wasn't an announcement of a of billion dollars. Nope. And AEW was not mentioned in the upfronts into 40 minutes of Warner's presentation. I know Twitter likes to tell you. The A.W. is this uh, a Elzebub, this bubbling promotion that's just about to explode and go to heights never seen before that WCW wish they could have. Stop falling for the bullshit. It's like telling the Chicago sports fan that we're going to have a sustainable franchise once we have a good streak of momentum going on. Okay. Yeah. Stop falling for the bait. Okay? So, let's take a look at this. I'm going to put this in a screenshot. Just give me one second. All right, we got this here. Sammy, you see this? Yes, sir. All right, so here's the logo here. <laughs> Total Monday Night War... Uh, Nitro Ripoff Jones here. So, June 17th, write it down. That's the debut show on Saturday, 7 p.m. Central. If you live anywhere else, figure it out yourself. Uh, all E-Ray, right. anyway, let's take a look at this. Uh, TNT. Launches the second night of professional wrestling with a new 10-pull series, AEW Collision, on Saturday, June 17th. It was announced today by Kathy Finch, chairman and chief content officer U.S. Network's group Warner Bros. Discovery during the company's 2023 upfront presentation at Madison Square Garden in New York City. This live two-hour in-ring show will air every Saturday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, featuring more wrestlers. More stories. That's a bunch of bullshit. And more action to super serve fans. AEW Collision. <laughs> Who the fuck are we fooling here? <laughs> like, seriously. AEW. <laughs> this is the best part here. AEW Collision will feature headliners, including Miro. What? Samoa Joe. What? what? Dunder Rosa. What? what? Powerhouse Hobbs? What? what? And how about this one? The guy that we haven't seen in eight months, Andrade El Idolo. What?
0: <laughs> what?
4: <laughs> Alright. Let's go down here to this bullshit here. We are doubling down on wrestling with AEW Collision, which gives fans two more hours every week, said Jason Sarnes, president of Turner Network's ID and HLN linear and streaming networks. AEW's, rosters of, AEW, AEW's roster of talent has expanded so quickly that we felt it needed another night to bring our audience to epic rivalries, unforgettable matches, and stars they love to watch. Adding Collision to our programming mix on TNT will allow us to satisfy the massive demand we felt from our hardcore fan base and be the ultimate complement to AEW Dynamite on TBS.
1: Hold on a minute, though.
4: Haven't they had that giant roster for about three years now? Four? Yeah, what a bunch of buh buh bu- 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 Bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys remember that from uh, Mr. Deeds, Adam Sandler, right? <inaudible>
0: <inaudible> bullshit!
4: That's the ultimate line. Uh, especially a guy like myself that's been used by uh women to have those self-awareness. That's the ultimate uh, throwback line there. buh buh bu- bu- bullshit You don't know what the fuck you are, Bitch! <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> you and your fascination with a 42-year-old man is 8 years older than you. All right. Uh, we're getting off track. So let's get out of here. <laughs> let's get out of here. But what I just read there, what a bunch of bullshit. Oh, how cute. You're going to cater to your hardcore fan base, which you've been doing this entire fucking time since the promotion started in the first place. How cute. How about the fans... Who are not drinking your Kool-Aid since day one? How about that one? Yeah. All right, let's 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 hear what the uh, super genius here has to say. Tony Khan, with the addition of AEW Collision on TNT, I am extremely proud that Turner Network will be the home of Saturday Night Wrestling for the first time in more than two decades," said Tony Khan, CEO, GM, what, head of creative of AEW. The debut Collision is significant across numerous sectors, including television, writing, entertainment, and sports. and reinforced AW as the bold property we envisioned when we launched in 2019. Collision will deliver every Saturday night more of what fans and viewers tell us they want. uh, Athleticism, big personalities, exciting storylines. That's a bunch of bullshit. Hard-hitting wrestling action. All of which have become synonymous with AEW. Okay, before I have a brain aneurysm here, um, <laughs> can you tell me that we just not lost IQ points with this press release that I just skim over here?
1: I definitely feel a little, uh, a little different after that one. I don't know if I, I don't know if I uh, became, I don't know if I become dumber after that or. I
4: don't know, <laughs> oh, God. It's brutal, man. Get
1: they're, the cocaine they're delusional. ready, Tony. Get the cocaine ready.
4: <laughs> you know what? I think I saw like some like South Park animation of the Brawl Out thing. Did you saw that?
1: I, yeah, I sent it to you.
4: Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah, you sent me that. That's beautiful. <laughs> so... There's really not much to write home from last night's Dynamite, to be honest, you. It's really not really worth going over every single segment. We had Officer Barb Brady doing backstage interviews. Renee Young is still hot. Uh, Steven Wonder can figure that out. Um, I, I mean, she's definitely one of the best parts of the TV show, besides MGF each week. On this, being honest, but um, outside of that, I mean, there's I mean there's a couple matches I liked. Um, we had uh, surprisingly the Chris Jericho, Roderick Strong, Falls Count Anywhere match was pretty decent. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, w- the The pitch was that the Adam Cole and the January 6th Appreciators were banned from ringside during the match, but they go outside, and Adam Cole is not banned for attacking Chris Jericho <laughs> out of the arena, so. I love those nice funny fish there, but it did not intense my, it didn't up, let's say up the ante for my interest for their match at that double or nothing. I could give two shits about that, to be honest with you, uh, Sam. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. We said it last week. The effect of Jericho, it'll drain you down, man. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what else to say about that. The show started off with a promo. I was really surprised by that end, because when's the last AEW show started off with a promo? Uh, it was Warlow and Christian. They set up uh, their match at Double or Nothing for the TNT title. Christian gave Warlow a low blow. Dino douche was out there to help out Christian Cage. I don't know. Like that, I can't take it seriously when you have Warlow trying to be trained as a badass, but he gets beat up by Dino douche. I I can't I can't take it seriously, just can't. Uh, and then the other match I liked was Ricky Starks and Jay White. I almost forgot Jay White was still in AEW. Uh, but how about this? A few that nobody's giving a shit about, and for a sign that was supposed to be this game changer, right? Jay White goes in, and they have a DQ finish. Picture if that finish happened on Raw and SmackDown, people would be having hissy fits. Over it. Hissy remember fist. White,
1: remember when Jay White first came in? Everyone, uh, another game changer.
4: They're I all game changers. It, <laughs> I
1: haven't heard a goddamn thing, honestly. And I, I'm on the outside looking in, to be fair, but I mean, still, I, 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 like, I pay attention to at least some of the stuff that happens, and I really don't hear much.
4: Well, here's my question for everybody that's watching and listening to this When are you going to stop falling for the bill of goods that is AW? Like honestly, I want this to be good, but I'm not gonna sit here and feel sorry for myself that these douche canoes write this segment for us each and every single week. It's bad TV. This is worse than Dixie Carter run TNA. I'm being honest here. This is worse than TNA on Pop TV or Destination America. This is not good television.
1: It's hard to watch for me, man. I when I do turn it on, I, I only last about thirty minutes. And, and my boy Rob, who sent us a question earlier, he's a big AEW guy, and he understands on my end why I don't get into it. And uh, he's one of those guys that he's not gonna sit there and, and shit on the product or nothing. And, yeah. And he's not gonna disparage you for not liking it either. So, but but that's the thing though. That there's no reason why we shouldn't like it because they have all the talent they have all the pieces it's uh it's just it's just not a good tv show man it's really not
4: then they get in their own way yeah and <laughs> this is what doesn't make sense to me right they're building up this four pillar match so uh randomly they have pockets and darby allen in a tag team beating up leap by the way Lee More Hardy, get a new fucking D song, please. I'm so sick of hearing it. I feel like my ears are bleeding. Every time I had to hear that fucking song.
1: me So it's so we have worse than damage control though.
4: Uh nothing's worse than damage control. <laughs> 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 nothing's worse <laughs> than that. Um but seriously, like so they have this match right? It's Orange Cassie and Darby out. They have nothing to do with each other, right? No interaction. They're not in the feud with each other. They had this random-ass tag match with Lee Moriarty and uh Big Cass. Big Bill. What a stupid name, by the way. Big Bill. Uh, and then this is the AEW fascination where it makes me lose my sense of belief, right? That every time Orange Cassidy and Big Cass get into a ring with each other, Orange Cassidy is portrayed in the ring like this seven-foot guy and. In- Big Bill's uh, portrayed, like, pocket size, Like, he does this uh, knockoff uh, Roman Reigns Superman punch. They call it the orange punch, right? That's his stick. And he does it to Big Bill, and Big Bill just falls off the apron, like, selling it to death. You're killing the guy's reputation every time you match these guys together. It's not helping the guy. So, you have Lee Moriarty and Bill do a job to Pockets because, God forbid, Pockets loses a wrestling match. And we have Darby Allen who has nothing involved to it. It makes no sense. And then we have Sammy Guevara cutting three different promos in one show. Who the fuck wants to listen to Sammy Guevara on any show? Come on, I think it makes a, sense to me. You're a
1: big Sammy guy. I know it. I know it. You're hiding it. (laughs) I am
4: not. (laughs) Three fucking promos. Three different parts where I have to see this douchebag on my TV screen. Oh, because he tries to pretend to be a babyface on their all-access bullshit show. Like, I'm supposed to feel sorry for the guy now. Give me a break. And all we hear from NGF is nothing. All he does last night, dude, he slaps the microphone out of Renee's hands. Whoa. Woo. <laughs> like, really? and, and then Jungle Boy nearly broke his neck last night by doing a stupid overhead belly-to-belly suplex off the apron in the match against Roosh. It was getting physical. I, I was getting into the match, and then they do stupid shit like that that takes me out of the match, and it's like, get this feud over with. The four pillars is not the four pillars, and this four-way feud has been completely an utter ass.
1: That's a shame too because lot, all those guys have talent but uh I, I honestly I mean I, I haven't caught a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff but um I don't, I don't understand the point of it. I, well you mentioned you know you mentioned that they aren't the pillars. Who do you think the pillars should be?
4: It's Cody, it's the Young Bucks and it's Olivier. Much to my dismay, that's the four pillars of what this company was founded on and I'm saying that begrudgingly. I'm not a fan no, of the no, Elite. <laughs> Speaking of the Elite, they're in this feud with the House of Torture USA edition. It's just a shame, man. Like, they got Wheeler Useless, a.k.a. Master Watto of the AEW in this group. I can't take this seriously. You'd think I'd be more interested in the group that has Brian Moxley, and Cesaro in it, but I don't. They look goofy when they do their backstage hit-and-run spots. They look stupid. They look like the House of Torture in New Japan. I don't wish that on anybody. They are a brutal faction. Brutal Bob Evans-esque bad, okay? They're bad. And, okay, so he was the big announcer last night, right? At Double or Nothing, those two factions are fighting each other in an anarchy in an arena match. So instead of Stadium Stampede, we have all 40 schmucks. No, all 80 of these schmucks from these two different groups fighting each other all over the fucking arena for 30 minutes. Yeah. Just like they did last year with the January 6th Appreciators. Stupid. It makes no sense with the feud that is going on. Okay, think about this. The BCC's whole issue is that the elite are cosplayers, amateur wrestlers. Like, they don't care. About the merits of fighting and pro wrestling, right? So, what do we get in return? An outlaw mud show match, just so everybody could fucking bleed and fight each other all over the arena. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I can understand bloody guts if you want to do that, but <laughs> to have this fucking rip-off stadium stampede outlaw football fuckery bullshit is a waste of time. Let me, let me do this excrement impression before I right, lose my it, mind, okay? Do it. <laughs> All right. I got two lists of matches to announce here, so bear with me here. <laughs> Coming to you live on Rampage on TNT. this Friday night. We got the acclaiming Billy Gunn taking on the varsity athletes. On there, we have the AWTBS Women's Championship Open Challenge. It's Jay Cargill taking on Danny B. From there, we have... The Hardys and Isaiah Cassie. They'll speak to the live audience coming out of the from Deletion. And our main event is the Black Bull Comic Club. Taking on Bandito and the best friends. More matches being announced on Twitter. Make sure to follow Tony Khan on Twitter at Tony Khan. And don't forget, coming up on May 28th on Pay-Per-View on Sunday, it's AWW or nothing from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Right there we have Jay Cargill putting her AWTBS championship on the line against Ty Valkyrie. There we have the Anarchy Arena match. It's the Blackpool Comic Club against the Elite in the returning of Hangman and the Page. Right there, we have the AEW Women's World Championship match. It's Jamie Hayter taking on Tony Storm, a 21 man Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship. Right there, we have Christian Cage taking on Warlow in the ladder match for the AEW TNT Championship. And from there, we have the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. It's FTR taking on the team of Jeff Jarrett and Jay Legal. Mark Briscoe serves as a special, special guest referee in our main event. For the AEW World Championship, it's the Pillars 4-Way. It's NGF against Sammy Guevara. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's NGF,
4: Sammy Guevara, and two... <laughs> so close.
0: Try number three. NGF, Sammy Guevara, <laughs> two...
4: Can- it's it struck me out I have a lot in my to use for Joe, but I can't spit it out. Okay. <laughs> all right, I got it, I got it. It's Heavy Guard, Two-Face, Shit, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Darby Allen in our Four Pillars main event. Get all your information at aw.com and get all your tickets right now at awtx.com. That's awtx.com. <laughs> oh, fuck me.
1: <laughs> I think you deserve a drink of water after that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well not not too shabby, right? No, not not too shabby. You don't, I don't know how he does it, man. He does it so freaking fast.
4: <laughs> oh my god, that that's my workout for today.
1: <laughs> oh no shit, that's a bunch of tongue twisters in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, I had to
4: I had to throw in the two faced dip shit, man. I I just had to because he is at this point. All right, Sam. Before we get to the clown of the week, because we have to wrap this up. Talk about what everybody's talking about. Yes, Let's get to it. CM Punk. People can't stop talking about the guy.
1: Ugh.
4: Well, not only were a lot of conjecture and scuttlebutt about what was going to go on with this new deal for uh, AW, they announced that Collision will be debuting on June 17th. Everybody and their mother knows that the show will probably take place at the United Center. A lot of people are expecting CM Putt to make his return there. Trying to do a rerun of what happened at the uh, Rampage show when he made his AEW show, uh, AEW debut, which we were there for that uh, moment. And nothing really happened. What we got out of it It was not an announcement of CM Putt's return. AEW decided to announce the Dynamite that they're holding out to next week to announce the location. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for this fucking butt show that's going to be taking place on Saturdays. And what we got out of CM Punk was this. Give me this one second, I got it right here. Look, everyone, Brian Alvarez doesn't like it when misinformed internet trolls make up rumors about him. So please stop making up rumors and stories for clicks while Brian makes up rumors and stories for clicks, okay? He's married, for God's sake. By God, that man has a family. Brian Alvarez, shut the fuck up and stop talking about me. Challenge day one. Number two. (laughs) This is a direct letter from Brian Alvarez to David Bix's fan. Uh, By the way, uh, Bix's fan is a uh, two-faced dipshit as well. So let's continue on with this. But anyways. Here's the letter he wrote. I feel stupid for even bother write, bothering to write this, but David fan is one of his moods, and I have been reading the stupidest shit the last three days. If you ever talk to Punk about this, and I doubt you will, and I doubt even more that he would give a fuck, please let him know that I do not, nor have I ever had any problem with him. It has been four years and Big Silva believes that I hold a grudge against him, Punk, because he was dating Marita, Maria. Maria Canellas, for those who were wondering. The best part is that I am writing this on my anniversary weekend with my wife. I can only imagine the shit that will be written in another four years. So, yeah, hope things are going well for you, and let me know if you need anything. Brian Alvarez. Part number
0: three,
4: (laughs) friendly reminder, I haven't been on TV in nine months, and y'all still just can't stop talking about me. Maybe stop. You'll feel better. Love, hate, it's all the same. I don't enjoy being the sole person that props up the entire misinformed clickbait industry based on toxic gossip from lying sources. But what can you do? When you're the king, it comes with the crown.
1: Uh, <laughs> so much douchery in just a couple of paragraphs.
4: <laughs> Where do I start, man?
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
4: Look, I... Of everybody... <laughs> I'm here for any slander that takes place regarding Brianna Alvarez and Dave Meltzer, okay? I believe within my heart, and I've been saying this since day one since I've been doing this shit, back all the way back to 2013, that these two schmucks are really the issue that's wrong with wrestling today and why it's at, where it's at. And the discussion, in the fandom, and the way wrestling fans look at the industry today is really... Placated to what these two smucks come out and say week. I I have no sympathy for them. I don't I don't give two shits what they think. I don't I don't have respect for them and how they carry themselves on air, how they interact with their fans on social media, how they act like their shit don't stink, uh how they act like they're the smartest person in the room, how they say one thing and then when it doesn't happen they don't have the fucking balls to have any accountability for the shit they quote-unquote report here i don't have any respect for their attempts at journalism i don't have any respect for how they play fucking politics and how they treat staff members and how they how it trickles down on every other wrestling website that's out there because they have to follow the same here's the shoot i never told this before okay so i've been in this industry for 10 years when it comes to writing articles and being part of wrestling sites right about a year or so ago, uh, I got asked, hey, can you start, like, typing out some, like, podcasting quotes because it's the new fad now, right? Like, instead of, like, coming up with some real news, now we have to take takes and opinions from podcasts and spin it as news now. That's the whole spiel. Now, my thing was I had to type out the quotes that the website want me to type out. I give it to them. I don't come up with the headlines. That's their deal. I got paid in it. So I had to like transcribe audio from different podcasts and things I find interesting that people would want to talk about. Right. And this is all going on during that time of the brawl out stuff that was going on. Right. And all this other shit. (laughs) And a lot of it had to do with Dave Meltzer comments from Jim Cornette. You know, every other day you see an article, right. Jim Cornette says this, Eric Bischoff says that, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of it has to do with Meltzer. Right. And I started doing that. I get a message on Facebook from the guy who furloughed me saying that, hey, we need to lay off on the Meltzer content. Hey, I wonder why.
1: Get the fuck out of here. No way.
4: I'm in the liberty the same because I've been out of a job since March, beginning of March. And I've been having to deal with this shit from the last year or so. And I really don't care at this point. And this is a shoot. I dealt with this stuff in the past at WrestleZone. I dealt with this shit in the past that I got furloughed and lost my job. Over something that was out of my control. This is how this echo chamber works. Okay? What feeds into that fucking shitty ass newsletter... It's permeated throughout every wrestling website that you read. I give exceptions. I think Fightful does a good job at times. I get credit where credit's due. I think at times Mike Johnson and PWI insider do an okay job. But that's pretty much it as far as like who I would get credit for in this field. But the rest, copying, paste bullshit. Same articles on every site. Same coverage. Every other site, unless it was me doing my own play-by-play articles, so you can see the difference in effort that I put into the shit. And then all this, going back to, like, what's C- Saint shaps mostly Because without, honestly, without that website, without the observer, the sites that I was working for, they don't exist.
1: Probably a lot of these sites that you see, the, all these knockoff sites that you see probably wouldn't exist without these guys. Because their their word is the gospel. Like you said, it's a copy and paste kind of thing.
4: Yeah, it's aggregation of made-up bullshit that CM Punk just said there. So I'm here for any Brian Alvarez slander. I am, because the dude fucking deserves it, okay? He just does. I just think what's unfortunate about this is that my favorite wrestler, no matter what he does... Oh, it's got to be involved in drama either that he puts on himself. I can be fair about this and say that CM Punk brings a lot of drama to himself. Or it's just stuff that shouldn't matter at the end of the day. It shouldn't be happening in the first place. And here's the deal, man. (laughs) Hate the guy, love the guy or whatever. But I will say this. I'm glad for him that he's been going off the way he has about Alvarez and Meltzer over the last couple of months. Especially Chris Jericho too because Jericho has been a big Meltzer and Zerber stews for a very, very long time. And you can choose to acknowledge it. It's right in front of your face. I, I'm i a person that acknowledges what I see. Not what people say. Not what's gossip. Not what the rumor in you. Know. I go about how I see what's in front of me and what I hear. What I hear and see are two different things. Okay? And here's the deal I could say anything, and you could choose to agree or disagree with me, but I'm speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for Sam. I'm not speaking for Brother Carter. I don't speak for anybody but myself. You can hate all my opinions in wrestling, <laughs> every single one of them. But I'm speaking genuinely from my own point of view. None of these schmucks have the balls to do so Because that's the clout that they need They need that external validation I have to be right I have these rumors I got these sources that don't mean shit really at the end of the day You probably got like the the 30th most important writer backstage at WWE feeding you shit <laughs> He's probably going to get fired in two months And then he gets to the next content That's how this whole spiel works guys and I feel sorry for those who feel like they need to live and die by every single report that goes on when it comes to these dirt sheets. But whether or not CM Punk returns to AEW or not, I really don't give a shit. I really don't. And if it, just to be petty, what would be funny if they have the first collision show at the Now Arena? <laughs> Or they had the brawl.
1: <laughs> that would be that would be funny. That would be funny. But I, I, back to your, I mean, I just I can't believe people pay for the newsletter and and um, any subscription services that offer you inside information that that uh, that others won't see. Like even even the fightful stuff. I mean, you, people pay for that too. I just. I, I, I don't understand why you're watching wrestling if you're just paying to, to to find out what's going on behind the scenes. Anyway, that's not that's not the point of wrestling. I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't.
4: You get what I was saying, though, right? Well, hell
1: yeah. Absolutely.
4: On end, ladies and gentlemen, we beg to ask you the question. You let us know on Twitter, what the hell's wrong with AEW?
2: This has been what the hell is wrong with a E W.
4: All right. Before we say goodbye, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a fun edition of the who's podcast. As we usually do here. Um, it's time for our second installment of a new segment here on the podcast is called the Klon of the Week. Yeah,
0: silly Klon.
4: <laughs> C-L-A-H-N. <laughs> um, Sam, since you, this is your baby that you came up with, the floor is yours. Who is the clown of the Week for uh, this week?
1: Well, I've, I've kind of been going back and forth. Um lately obviously the uh you, you guys know my opinion on David Ross right now he he was a ca- a candidate a nominee if you will um but this week the last day or two has kind of sealed the deal for me um and this might be a reoccurring clan as as you as you may know this week's clan of the week the second official clan of the week is officially brian elvarez congratulations sir <laughs> how can you not go with this guy right now he's just a total hard too hard, schmuck.
4: Too hard rather, not to
1: yeah uh, and that's what i'm saying he might be a re- reoccurring member he, he might be a, a you know a five-time 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 by the time by the time this year is over he might be a five-time clown of the week
4: Hey, I already said it, man. Brian Alvarez is already the dean of DSU, uh, Dipshit <laughs> University. So.
1: Yeah, you, I, I was going to say the entire Wrestling Observer newsletter, but we'll give it to Brian just for his uh, his bullshit.
4: I have an honorary nominee.
1: Do it. Let's hear it.
4: It's for everybody that's still saying that Cody Rhodes should have won at WrestleMania. This my, my nomination goes out to Wrestling Twitter, and I'll let Stone Cold Steve Austin
0: tell you why. <laughs> This is Stokehold am Busted Open today. Beautiful. I really respect the hell out of Cody for, for what he did when he walked away from WWE and found mm-hmm. himself went down to AEW and then came back or, or was hired back, however that works. And, you know, he, he, he gets injured. He blows out a peck. He competes in the Roman's Royal Rumble. And now, now he comes back and, you know, he gets in the main event with Roman. And I just think it was so storybook. It would it would have been so cliche to put the belt on him more so than than that really. Be. Has he earned the opportunity to be there? Yeah, but is is he was would he have been the right guy right now trying to you know take out Roman Reigns and I just I just think not. Roman is so on fire and is so money right now. Uh, Cody's going to be there. The, the fans I thought it made to me it, it made me respect Cody more. You know, when you're laying down there looking at the lights, and you know that, hey man, that that story's going to be completed one of these days, but but it ain't gonna be right here, and it was for the right reasons, and the reasons was business.
1: Stone Cold is the man.
4: What else needs to be said? Yeah, uh, it,
1: didn't, <laughs> it didn't hurt him at all. It really didn't.
4: Yeah, this is the crowd. They're still popping for the dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, man, we tried to just keep it a hudge here, but you hear from one of the greatest of all time right there. I don't know know what else to say, man. But, Sam, another fun episode of the books, man. You had a good time?
1: Oh, man, I always have a good time shooting the shit with you, talking wrestling, talking sports, whatever it may be. Um, It's it's been a light uh, during a rough time. I'm I'm, uh, happy to be here.
4: Uh, brother, man, I appreciate you more than you know. Uh, let everybody know what's going on with you in social media. With anything you got, uh, you want to plug,
1: my man. Uh, Second City Sam on Twitter. Uh, follow me or friend me on Facebook. I got a Instagram. I don't really do too much on there. I started a YouTube channel. Um, just my my. Th- I do a couple of short videos every day and do like a, a six. My thoughts in sixty seconds. So you can check that out too at Second City Sam. On YouTube, and uh, that's really about it, man. I'd like to uh, thank you for having me on once again.
4: Yes, hey, Tom, my man. Uh, make sure to follow yours truly at Twitter at The Who's Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Josh Lopez Media. Uh, make sure to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channels as we're on the road to 1,000 subscribers. Also, make sure to check out our stuff on uh, Spotify that really helps expand the reach of the show. If you have any thoughts, Negative, positive, and constructive criticism for the show, just let us know. Uh, I've always opened the ears. Even though we've been doing this show for seven years, that doesn't mean we can't improve on stuff. Uh, we appreciate those who do take the time and check out the show. I want to thank everybody who participated in the Back porch Q&A session. That was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of good questions this week. I uh, always have a blast here shooting this shit on, on, on these microphones with the good brother here. So we hope yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed the pod this week. Remember, folks, be the authentic product that is your stuff. Remember, nobody dictates the pace of, pa- the pace of your life but yourself and the man upstairs. Love you guys. For Sam, I'm Joshy. This has been episode 361 of the Hoots Podcast. We'll be here next week to make our predictions for the night of champions. No no (laughs) shout out to brother carter we'll talk to y'all next week yes sir bye bye bitch